0: Hello and welcome back to another FACT Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a technique based on breathing and movement. Well, I've gotten a lot of feedback from uh, my end of year podcast, so go back and listen to that where I kind of go through what I really think the, uh, the big takeaways from 2020 are. Again, yes, a lot of loss of life, unnecessary loss of life from a new virus. Um, The needle, as far as vital statistics, how many people extra would have died really didn't live up to the pandemic level. But then again, if it's your family member, none of that matters. Um, But um, statistically, um, it wasn't the Spanish flu, not even close And what I talked about is the big review, my big review for the year, was that people really, really um, were taken hook, line, and sinker by hysteria, fear, didn't want to use science, and didn't want to attack this like you would an opponent in a sporting event or anything in life that comes up. Um, When you get a huge hole in your roof in your house, you sit down, you, you call for the repairman the roofers you get a couple estimates sometimes three um you go you make a plan and you move forward you attack it you get all the information um and what's amazing is we we ran forward with no information and then we were given correct information in science that has been around for 15 years 18 years really um we ignored it we ignored it and that that emotional thinking really drove me crazy Um, but that was my personal opinion Um, just seeing how many people did that and it didn't save any lives if that emotional thinking would have saved lives I would have been on the bandwagon it doesn't save lives usually um, having worked on ambulance and I wanted to be EMT but just talk to an EMT or a paramedic ask them if emotional thinking is even allowed on the job you know, they assess the situation, they arrive at a working assessment diagnosis, and they start treating the patient to save their lives. They don't get emotional. Oh no, this is happening. This is happening. it could be this. It could be that. We need. They can't get emotional. They have to be professional and move forward. And I guess some of my uh, professionalism did crash a little bit. And that's in righteous anger to you know very well-meaning people letting elders die. And they continue to do it and no one cares because the 85 year olds can't speak up for themselves especially if they're already sick so we need my review of 2020 is we need more biology more math more critical thinking more stats training and maybe teach our kids and maybe the adults the parents some emotional IQ and I yes I still get mad and angry But I don't let the opinions of other people um, move past my brain without researching it. I'll take someone's opinions and I've moved 180 degrees on many things in my life. My ontology and my philosophy has changed in a lot of things because I've learned that I was incorrect or not fully correct on things. The one thing about being an adult is to realize that you're human and you could be wrong. If you weren't, were not right 100% of the time, then you'd go to Vegas, you'd go down there with $1, and within a month, if you were just right 51% of the time, um, you'd be a millionaire by the end of the month and a billionaire in the end of the quarter, just be, be, being right one extra percent over 50. That's just statistics, folks. But not too many people got through math or like math. You know, They'd rather watch Netflix. So what am I going to talk about today? today I'm going to talk about 2021. What are we going to do after the pandemic? And hopefully it's over next year. It should be, I'm thinking midsummer by 4th of July. Um, At least people will go out and start going to movie theaters. So what do we do? I'm not going to talk about the vaccine and how to do that. Moving forward, are we going to be the same? And I'm going to say, and I'm going to guess, and I'm going to predict right now in December, absolutely not, Many people are gonna have a psychological condition called adjustment disorder, adjustment disorder. Now, a little preface, I'm not a psychologist, I don't play one on TV. If you need counseling, if you do not use this podcast for diagnosis, please um, go get some help, go get a coach, go get a doctor. But a lot of people will have what's called an adjustment disorder. Now, what is an adjustment disorder? An adjustment disorder is a reaction to a stressful life event that is causing significant disturbance to your life it changes your behavior how you act how you think and it is disproportionate to the original stressor or disproportionate to how long the disturbance should last in other words you lose a spouse you lose a sibling you you lose an offspring oh my goodness it's horrible yeah you're going to mourn for a year or two but after, you don't get over it. These are people that are still wearing black in mourning morning 10, 15, 20 years later. Adjustment disorder, you know, your mouse dies, your cat dies, and, and two years later, you're still affected by it, crying and can't get out of bed and can't go to work. Now, this is not talking about people that are feeling sad or restless or overwhelmed to a big situation. That is normal. But it's when you're sad, overwhelmed, depressed, have anxiety, have you know, you you disassociate, which which means you come out of your own body and ignore things and can't really feel connected to yourself and the rest of the world. Those things happen disproportionately to the stressor size. Like, oh I, I can't have a red car or I can't drive because I was in an accident. I had a little bitty fender bender in the Walmart parking lot and now I'm afraid to drive. That adjustment disorder will hit the majority of Americans, especially Minnesotans. I think they're going to be afraid of hugging people, handshaking, going to the gym. They're not afraid of Walmart and Target, so that was great manipulation. That'll be the one place they will continue to go to. Some will be afraid of taking off a mask. Some will be afraid to stop socially distancing because they watch so much science fiction or black and white horror shows where you know the other person could give them the cooties the bu- bubonic plague so they're going to stop doing that even though they're fully vaccinated or they already have the antibodies or their T cells are working well and they have potentiation they have great complement system um, competence and uh, and variants. so why? Why are we going to have these changes after the pandemic? What's going to happen? I predict two or three groups of people. There's going to be the group that's going to continue to scrub everything down, and they've now gotten OCD, um, some obsessive-compulsive disorder um, type things put into them by the mass media and the rest of the public. Um, they're going to be cleaning and. They're going to have this high level of hygiene, which actually is going to lower their immune system more because you got to eat dirt and drink from garden hoses to raise that immunity and hug everyone you you possibly can. And there's, so that group will be the, the, I'm going to call them the, the over over overstimulated. They're constantly going to be cleaning and hiding and thinking that this is never going to end and it's never enough. Those are people that may not know where they're going at the end of the road. They're afraid of dying. Um, Usually people afraid of dying don't really live anyway. So, you know, are you really living if you're afraid of dying? That's always been my question. So we'll have that group. Then we'll have another group, which will piss off the first group, that they could have been on the bandwagon of you know, this is fake, this is a conspiracy, I'm not doing this stuff. And we're not going to go into whether they're right or wrong, just like I'm not going to go into the first group if they're right or wrong. Um, you know, the, both groups really obviously are not following science. So that group is just going to go on with Ever. And they're still going to have an adjustment disorder because they've just learned not to trust friends and family. You know, they're going to say, well, yeah, last year you wouldn't even come over to my house. I know how your brain works. You wouldn't let us over your house. You wouldn't give me a hug. You know, we did elbow bumps. And that, that group will really be a little obnoxious. Both groups are obnoxious, but this group will be obnoxious because they're going to be self-righteous and say, look, how can it be so bad if we got over it in a year? And they're going to have some adjustment disorders because they're not going to be able to go back and treat their old friends and families the same way before the pandemic. And then there's going to be a third group. Um, I I tend to put myself in the third group who've, you know, a very small minority because we like math, we like science. We've been following this all along. And that and, and there's not a lot of uh, really... Uh, medical doctors, chiropractors, podiatrists, dentists. There's not that many professionals really in my group, only because when you become a subspecialist or you go to medical school or chiropractic school or physical therapy school, you learn the basic sciences. Then, honestly, you throw them away to learn your clinical science on how to treat hands-on people, how to write these prescriptions, what do these drugs do, what you know, what are the side effects, what are the symptoms, what do these tests mean? You know, they have this condition, that condition. And you get away from the basics of how a cell works. If I asked a medical doctor right now, they'd have to be really bright to list all the organelles within a cell, what they do. If I asked them the workings of the sodium potassium pump, which is a basic pump uh, on our cells that, you know, sustains life, they couldn't do it. If I asked them to write down all the elements of the Krebs cycle, they said, well, I did it once on a test. Yeah, but you really need to know it all the time, 24-7. They, they would not know. And if I asked them, you know, how does an RNA virus replicate within the cell? The ones even injecting people with the vaccine don't know how it works. They don't know how the vaccine works. So this third group, I don't want to call them the libertarians or the informed because that's bad-mouthing the other two group. The, we're kind of like, you know, people from Missouri. There's a motto in the state of Missouri – the show me state, show me I'm very much that. Show me the evidence. show me the evidence. don't tell me this is what it is. I want to see I want to see the study. I'll read the study and then when they quote from other studies, I go to the the primary the secondary sources and I've, I can't tell you how many studies I've read. I've gone to the reference and they misquoted the original piece of research. not kidding, totally misquoted it, but no one keeps going and digging. I'll take a piece of research that came out in 2020, and they're quoting stuff from 2010, 2000, 1980. I'll go back to the 1980 research, pu- um, print that PDF, read it, and they totally misquoted it. So you have this huge study and opinion scientifically based on a shaky foundation that is not itself created. That happens all the time. That happens all the time that it was actually created or misconstrued. So this third group, you know, after the pandemic, they're going to be even more cautious. They're going to be, you know, mad at the other two groups a little bit. We are going to have some adjustment disorder because I'm really let down by the amount of people who don't study? Like when I tell someone, I said, "Don't take my word for it. Get on PubMed. Um, get on Highwire at Stanford. You know, get on whatever scientific Google Sch- Google Scholar whatever you're going to use. Download the PTFs. Read it. Take out your highlighter. Highlight the points. Go back. Cross reference. Double check. Get your own calculator out. I have a scientific calculator on my smartphone." Get your own calculator out. Redo the statistics. Redo the chi-square. Redo the curves. You got to remember your math. And you'd be shocked at what you see. Pay attention to what they tell you. If they tell you, even with wearing masks and social distancing and staying at home and everyone getting tested, that we're going to have 22,000 people dead by July 13th, 2020 in the state of Minnesota. And it doesn't even come close. They're 90, 95% wrong. And they don't change course. They actually tighten up things again. Because now they're not talking about hospitalizations or deaths. Now they're talking about cases. Well, you wanted us all to get tested. So it's proving, guess what? That it's not as deadly or causes the problems. Or dig in to those death certificates and say, okay, all these people died with COVID. Did they die of COVID? Wow. That's something to think about. You know. And we've talked about this in previous podcasts. So after the pandemic, what's going to happen? You're going to have one group that are going to continue to be anxious and not know how to socialize. And I think a lot of the kids are going to be in this because, you know, they've missed a whole year of school. They don't know how to talk to their friends. They have no social manners anymore. And that's still up to the parents to try to do it. But we're not with them 24 We're not with them all the time. The real world in school takes, takes precedence for them. Then you're going to have another group that are going to still puff up their chest, not be understood by many people, and say, see, I told you. And they're not going to believe even good statistics about this nasty virus and how when you're really sick and you're really old, it really binds and it can be a death sentence. This thing can be nasty in the right groups. They're not, they're not even going to hear that. They're going to say callous things like those people should have died anyway. You know, their average age of mortality in the United States, 78. And if you're 88, you've got 10 extra years. They're going to be callous. They're going to be nasty like that. And guess what? They're not going to be understood either. And then you're going to have a third group that from the beginning thought the other two groups and the two ends of the spectrum that what's going on in the middle? What's the truth? You know, what's the balance? My grandmother always told me Fred, it's not right, it's not left, it's always in the middle. It has to be balanced. And I'm like, oh, you're right, Grandma. So maybe Grandma was right. Maybe there has to be a balance of researching. And I always say, don't open your pie hole unless you know you've backed it up with research. I'm very careful with telling people, I don't know, when they ask me something. I don't know, but I can look it up. Or I'm not an expert on that. I always preface it. I always give a pre-frame. I don't, I'm not an expert in that. But when I know something, I know that I know, I'm like, yep. All I do is look at research and, you know, there's 25, you know, placebo-controlled, double-blinded studies on how, you know, XYZ will not work. And even though the media is saying XYZ will work, I'm telling you, I've read all the studies And because one or two people that are politicians and not really doctors or scientists anymore say, you know, this is what's going to happen, you're not listening. You're not listening to the errors in their way and what they're talking, and it's not backed by research. And because someone says, I read research, read the research. There's a lot of contradictory research, and that's why it can get confusing. There's a lot of things that will say one thing and another research will say another. Look it up. Find out who's supporting them. Is, it, are they, is that research supported by a drug company or a medical device company? Um, are they the competitor to another medical device? Um, where is this guy coming from? Oh, look at this. You know, half of these people on the boards of federal government public health councils. Well, this is a government-sponsored, even though it may have University of California or Minnesota or South Carolina or Or Texas on it, this guy works part time. You have to do the research. Fred, that's a lot, that's too hard. Okay, you're right, you don't have to do it. But if you shut down your life, if you scare your children, if you put fear into your neighbors and your family, if you change your way of life and give up tens of thousands of dollars in income and hard earned cash, and you're not gonna spend 15 minutes, 15 hours. Looking into this and studying both sides of the equation, then you deserve to be in 2020 and continue with it. 2021, after the pandemic, we're all going to have some type of adjustment disorder, a reactive disorder, psychological stress, or depression that goes long after when the when would be expected healing from the initial event. Adjustment disorder. We're all going to have a disproportionate response to the amount of change in our lives. Now that you know that that's a possibility after the pandemic, what are you going to do to start working on it? Are you going to make big goals, hilarious goals for 21? Are you going to really work on your health and your intellectual health to study your body, spend some time and figure out how it works? You can take online courses in biology, anatomy, and physiology, and even basic immune function. That all can be done, most of it free of charge. Take a course. Learn a little bit about yourself. You spend more time watching Game of Thrones in the last, what, seven, eight years. You know what? Why don't you take that same time and learn how your body works and the world really works. And then you'll be, like me, shocked and awed and amazed on how people can be hoodwinked, bamboozled. And this has been another Fact Podcast.